narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. The Oath Keepers, so these are really trained military guys. I mean, these are people who are now, there's 16 people involved in a conspiracy now to do what they did on January the 6th, which is basically try to overthrow the government. We all know the story that they were going to come to the House, take some legislators hostage or arrest them, which they felt they had a right to arrest them because of the fraud in the elections, which is obviously not true. So now 16 of them are involved in a conspiracy. They haven't been indicted for conspiracy on conspiracy charges. In total, 31. Some of the details in the latest uh, indictment are stunning. And the most stunning to me is that I don't remember exactly where it was, but within a mile or two miles away from where they were, they had a staging facility with weapons ready to go, like big, you know, solid weapons. If they were going to be able to take over the legislature and if there was going to be an insur the Insurrection Act was going to be uh, um, invoked by Trump, they were going to send in reinforcements with big arms to, to keep that, that place secure. They were not far away. So when Republicans you know, dare say that this is just like tourists traveling a regular day with tourists in their legislature, that this is just people visiting the house, it is not anything like that. And clearly you can see from this picture here, you can't see it very clearly, but these guys are all in military gear. They're all completely geared up. They're in constant communication with each other. And now we find out that they had a full second plan of reinforcements with weapons ready to come in. Yeah, they had tactical support and they also had intelligence. There was another group of men that were spotted near the Iwo Jima Memorial, which yes. is just across the river in Virginia. Yeah. And they'd been called in, like several calls came into the local PD that afternoon or that morning saying, hey, there's eight guys and they have like earpieces and they have big antennas and communication equipment out in the back of this truck. And they're doing something suspicious. Right. They raised the suspicions of enough people that it got several calls and then they took off at a certain point in the afternoon. But that's tactical support. Now, these are trained military opera operatives. Clearly, it was a military operation underneath. Now, it had the skeleton yeah. and the bones of a military. Oh, sure. Like, who showed... Who shows up at a protest, you know, or a rally with a helmet? Like it's really, you've got, you know, you've got this cover of all these people as well. You've got right. these innocent people that are just there maybe to, to support the president and visit and have a political rally. But within that, you've got the per perfect cover because no one's going to want to shoot all these people necessarily. They're just there to protest. You, know, you can then in hide a whole military operation inside of that pretty easily. There's so much confusion and thousands of people out there. And yet these guys went in with such intent to capture Pelosi, to capture Pence, to do you know, the very worst that they could do and stuff that they've been training for for months. And there's just a lot of coordination. There's a lot of thinking that went into this. And I don't think we are even close to saying it's over. Yes, it happened on January the 6th. Yes, that ended. We were lucky to still have a, a democracy. But the more we hear from people like Michael Flynn or this Mooney guy or Matt Gates starting to stir up this arms talk and even Donald Trump saying that he's going to get reinstated by August, the more I begin to fear that we're, there's just there's a recipe for disaster here. And we need to do something like right now because you know, we can wait a couple of months and see what it looks like. But we should do something right now. I mean, I feel like we're getting to the point where you know, just sitting and waiting could be a dangerous thing to do because we might be get, might get really surprised by what we find out they've been planning.
Absolutely. And there was an op-ed in the Washington Post this morning where 100 Foreign Service intelligence officers said, you're in danger. Democracy is in danger. you got to do something about this. And and the other scary thing is the GOP knows that a huge percentage of the Republican base now believes it was Antifa behind the attacks. So by not having a commission, by not investigating who coordinated this thing, you allow the lie to circulate in the population and become fact amongst these people. Thereby, you'd have support. Say there is an operation in August. Say Trump says, I'm supposed to go back into the presidency, but the deep state is trying to arrest me in New York. Letitia James, a Black Lives Matter Antifa woman, is trying to come and get your president. Defend me at all costs. You don't think these guys you mentioned in Philadelphia will drive up to New Jersey? Oh, they will. Because he's in Bettman's. He's in New Jersey. So it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah, Mar-a-Lago shuts down, and oh, okay. he, so, left, he left three weeks ago. So, he's just laying low because he's putting on extra Adderall weight and cheeseburger. I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's so <laughs> but true. No, he's a, he's a, but I mean, the thing is, they will. They were going to run to his support, and and there's probably a bigger plan afoot, and we don't know it. And there are three things we can do today. And I think we have to do today. There's no reason, firstly, that people who support a coup should be allowed in the House or the Senate, because the rules don't allow for it. The Constitution is pretty clear that if you are serving in those positions, your job, your whole job, number one job is to affirm the Constitution. Any of this other stuff where you're inciting rebellion or a coup or overthrowing any government is not acceptable within that constitution. It's not available to you over there. So you have to, you can't be serving in those positions if you, uh, if you don't uh, affirm the constitution, which I, these guys are not affirming the constitution. Not having an investigation into a coup attempt is akin to supporting a coup attempt. And if you are, that's not okay. That constitution doesn't allow you that freedom as a member of the House or the Senate. You can be expelled for inciting a rebellion. It's part of the rules. It's happened many times, maybe not that many, maybe a handful of times in the House of Representatives, but it has happened. If you're inciting a rebellion, you can get expelled from the House and the Senate. And that could mean that you never run for office again. The second thing we need to do, in my opinion, is we have to get OANN and Newsmax and any and even Fox News, which are purveying foreign propaganda all day long. I mean, this is what they do all the time. They have no reason to be on the air. They have no right to be on the air. We don't allow foreign agents to come to America and set up their broadcasting networks and start doing propaganda for our enemies. We just don't do that. That's just not that's just, it's not legal. They need to register as part of FARA or they're not allowed to do that. And even still, we should be able to tell the cable companies, you can't carry these things because they're hurting our country. That's where this propaganda is being spread on OANN and on Newsmax and on Fox. I mean, if you've spent any time watching OANN, you'll you'll go crazy because it's not news. It's just conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. And then finally, I just think that the move towards cutting down voter suppression and cutting down voter rights in all these states, that is something I think that we need to focus really cleanly on and clearly on. We are going to lose our democracy if these bills keep going through in all these state legislatures. There's just no ways we can survive as a democracy. You know, that means a lot of activism on the ground. And there's great Democrats who are doing a lot of good things now in, in, in Texas. Everyone should follow their model. But we should do more of that in a more organized way on a state level, because that worries me that we're going to be stuck in that situation. But those three things, 
especially number one and number two, I think we can do right away because those are existing rules. We just have to enact them. If Biden wants to call all the head of the of the cable companies and say, I don't know about these OANs and whatever, he can do that. He's allowed to, he's the president. He can say, I'd like you to take those off. They feel to us like they're foreign intelligence ops. I mean, maybe they'll ignore the president of the United States, but on the other hand, they might not because he does happen to have some influence in the FCC and elsewhere. I agree with you 100%. Oh, and, and that documentary, it's all OAN. OAN right. or whatever it's called. It, OANNN, whatever. They, they show yeah. them constantly. That's the basically official mouthpiece of QAnon. That's where a lot of this stuff is spread. And this stuff is a cancer. No, it's a tumor that's metastasizing. This is spreading. And time is not on our side. It's the one thing I keep telling people. Like, you don't have all this time to build a big case against Trump and all these lofty things. That worked in the old reality. This is the new reality where, like you said, you have members of Congress that are openly calling for secession and revolt. You now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is hectoring Speaker Pelosi every single day. Lauren Boebert is picking up guns and posing with it. And, you know, Matt Gates is calling for armed insurrection against social media companies and That's tech crazy. companies he doesn't like. The, like, it's spreading. You know, the next election cycle, you'll have 20 more QAnon candidates. And God yes. forbid they get elected. It's going to be too late. And I guess Pelosi didn't be, yeah. let them get away without certifying their seats or something. So they didn't have to do the oath when they all got to their seats, I guess, this year. I don't know why. They should be forced to do their oath. No one should be sitting in the House or the, uh, or the Senate without having taken their oath of office. And if they haven't, they should put a law in place right now that they have to do it right away. Because it's insane that they do it right at the top of every two years. They swear allegiance to the, to the Constitution and to affirm the Constitution. That is, they do that for a reason. They do it because it's an oath. It's a promise, you know, it's part of the job description. So if people aren't doing it, then they feel like they don't have to, they don't have to do that in their jobs. When in fact, the constitution calls for them to do it. I get so frustrated by these obvious things where I'm like, oh my gosh, why aren't we doing some of these things? Because they're right in front of us in six months from now, we'll regret not taking OAN off the air tonight. Yep. And we'll regret not insisting that every um, member of the House and every member of the Senate is forced to take an oath and they cannot sit down in that House unless they take that oath because no, we're going to be in trouble. We're just uh, You can feel the rumble of war or at least armed insurrection just everywhere around us. And it's, you know, I don't mean to just be frightened by it because I'm not really at the end of the day. I think we'll overcome everything. But... It's just, we can do better. We can be quicker, more determined, smarter about it, and we can get it all done sooner, I think. I agree. They're emboldened. They're emboldened every day. They're growing stronger. Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene are having rallies every weekend, right? If yeah. 500 or 1,000 people go to that rally and hear that hate speech, they then go home and tell it to their family and their neighbors. And children are being indoctrinated into this, too. This is the other thing that I fear and try to tell people. Like, there's a lot of kids that are growing up in households that are fed this poison at OAN and Fox News that believe these politicians are justified and they're fighting against a deep state and mm. democratic socialist baby eaters and stuff. Mm. Imagine like these children that are 15, 16 now, they're going to come of age in the next few years and they're going to be warriors in this cause. You know, it's like Absolutely. a jihad. It's, when you're like jihad. when exactly, they're programmed into this stuff and they see it on TV. Imagine a child seeing this official looking broadcast on TV saying these horrible things. Like that works on these developing brains in ways that we haven't begun to see yet. So it and really is a poison. 
Yeah, and then their ability to critically think about things and actually listen That's to the truth point. and find the truth. Boy, I don't know where that goes. It goes out the window. It's a really good point. We've got one more story to do when we come back, and it's all about Putin. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back after this break. Tonight's show is brought to you by Helix Sleep, and they have a special offer for narrative viewers. I've heard it from so many people. The one thing that's changed since January is their sleep. Not waking up worrying about what the president might have done or said or tweeted makes the world of a difference. I don't think I had a good solid night's sleep in four years. And it wasn't only the president. My 10-year-old mattress, which started life as a 12-inch foam mattress, had shrunk to an 8-inch mattress. And getting out of bed was often more of a slide than a bounce. It was time for a new mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Changing the course of a country can take a village. Changing the course of your sleep takes a quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash narrative. That's the way we spell narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. That's helixsleep.com slash narrative for up to $200 off and two free pillows just for you. I was going to find the dancing cows, but I, I can't find them. I was trying hard to find them. Next time you're going to get dancing cows. So coming soon, June 16th, you know, these two gentlemen, Joe Biden and uh, Vladimir Putin, are going to get face-to-face in Geneva. I'm calling it the shakedown in Geneva because this is what it feels like to me. And I God bless Joe Biden for being like, able to stomach going there because it's going to be awful. I mean, there's, no, there's nothing good that can come out of that meeting. Now, you know, they've said they're not doing this as a reward. They're doing it as a they need to go and talk to him, which scares me that they need to go and talk to him. Does he have some hold over us that he's forcing us to go there? Or is there some imminent threat? Clearly, the answer to that is yes and yes. We're going into... You know, Putin's uh, foreign secretary, Lavrov, was saying the signals coming out of this meeting are going to be tough for Americans to hear. Yes, they're going to be tough for Americans to hear. And we've already started hearing a little bit of what those are like. Because those armed insurrectionists and Donald Trump and the Michael Flynn and that whole crowd have Putin at their back, have our enemy at their back. Because Lavrov thinks that we're mistreating them in the way that, we're, that they're mistreating Navalny. So he thinks there's some equalness between the, their suppression of Navalny, which is horrific and you know, tantamount to torture in a country where there's no freedom of speech and no and in, you know no freedom really, they think there's some equality to that to what we're doing with the insurrectionists and the people of Jan- we've arrested now for January the sixth. So he's saying that that is political persecution and that we are ignoring human rights and, and not the other way around. So you can get a sense of what's coming on in Geneva. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty at all. And that statement from Lavrov is shocking because he's basically giving you the same talking points the GOP are giving you. He's repeating this Trumpism. So you're now getting this from two sides. You're getting it from or from multi sides. You're getting it from Fox News, as you just mentioned, and OAN. You're getting it from Trump. You're getting it from many members of the GOP. In, in Congress and in the Senate, and now you're getting it from our greatest traditional adversary, who's right. involved in massive aggressions, not all, not only all over Europe, but in, in the UK. He's trying to destabilize the UK, and it's spreading like wildfire, and I don't envy Biden. And obviously, he has to do this, and he just made the concession on the Nord Pipeline or whatever. There's a lot of geopolitical stuff that's right. way above my pay grade, but it's dangerous because the propaganda machine that 
that Putin has on his side is stronger than what Biden has. Now, Biden has like Rachel Maddow and Twitter and these other guys have like an army of disinformation and willing troops. And artificial intelligence and multiple countries and all of that. And the it used to be, maybe it's not the case anymore, that if you aided and abetted our enemy or, or gave them comfort, it was called treason. But apparently these days it's okay for the GOP to conspire with Russia, you know, an enemy, and conspire against the Americans, conspire against their own democracy to bring down the entire democratic system that we have here, which is basically where we've gotten to. We've gotten to a point where, you know, these guys are clearly aligned with each other. It's not just that they helped them in the elections and then walked away. They helped them in the elections. They're continuing to get involved in the insurrection. They're continuing now to call them persecuted. This is going to be that Donald Trump's you know, potential jail term and the and, and these indictments that are being put out against these people on January the 6th, that, that is even coming up at a meeting in the way they intend to bring it up, that we're persecuting them after they invaded America, after they assaulted the American democracy. And it's the height of cheek. And that's why I don't think there's any purpose in Joe Biden going there. Clearly, he has to go. So he's going to do it. And he's going to do what he always does, which is you know, try to be a great statesman. But boy, it's just, it's just more salt in a wound that we don't really need right now. Uh, and they're going to be taking every advantage possible to try and make us feel weaker, uh, think that we're weaker, uh, and really get under our skin when it comes to, to the summit. Absolutely. And it, and it shows you how broken we are after the Trump years, mm. that he's still, that his grievance oh, is still being aired, that, that those words are going to be on the lips of the Russian president when he meets our president. It's like I always tell people, you know, I hate to bring it all back to Trump, but he's still there with you. So the things that he put in place are still very active and it doesn't get better when he leaves. Look at Atlantic mm. City is a broken place now. Oh, there's a lot of good people who live there and they're trying to get back, but he exactly. left it worse than he found it. And that's what he did with our international relations. Oh, that's what he did on the global scene. That's what he's done domestically. And the fires he lit are burning in it. They're not only burning, they're like a thousand other little fires. And we're still in that same operation. You know, why I think it's going to be a shakedown is because these guys have got their closing to our infrastructure through cyber, through whatever cyber attacks they've been able to institute or the sundown thing or sun winds or sun, sun, whatever, right. sunburst. I don't know what it was called, but they, they've got our closing to our system. So they've got the levers and they know they do. They know that they've got Donald Trump under our skin. They've got the GOP under our skin. They can exact you know demands of us now and they're going to try and do that and that's why it's going to be a typical mob shakedown it's i don't even know why you go and listen to it because you know you don't want to give in to these demands you you just can't it may be difficult but you can't and we'll see what happens but i don't remember that one summit where trump that's was so was humiliating say. we're just gonna we're gonna have a version of that we'll have a proper leader and biden won't take some of the shit from putin but it'll essentially be another piece of performance degradation and humiliation that Putin seems to be quite good at. Absolutely. And putting his point of view on the world stage, you know, that meeting that Trump had with him in 18 or 19, I think it was the summer of 18, mm -hmm. Trump you know, had a private meeting, then took the minutes from the interpreter, right. you know, <laughs> so nobody else was going to see, walked out like reef from Game of Thrones or Reek from Game of Thrones. Remember, he was yes, just completely so bowled over. So I know weird. why that was. I, I guarantee you. But Trump pulled, uh, Putin pulled out a laptop or uh, you know, an iPad and said, hey, remember her? 
Remember Svetlana? Remember this one? Like, I think he showed Trump all the compromise really? that he'd been collecting on Just him before for they years. went out on a press conference. Yes, the violent stuff. Oh, you know, probably. The bloody, all the bad things oh, Trump yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, said, yeah. you're going to walk out of this room and you're going to tell the press that you don't believe any of your own intelligence, that we did not interfere mm. in your election, or I'm dropping this right now. And mm. Trump, because I've been around Trump. I've seen him a lot. He does not slump over and mm. walk that way. He's one of the most arrogant men you'll ever see. If you remember his early summit when he won, he was pushing the other heads of states out of the way so right, he could get that, first yeah. in the picture. Mm. But then he's walking next to Putin and he looks like he's on a leash. And he looked like he'd seen a ghost. He he's did, not a I've... man. He, he was broken. So that's my guess because I know how many like brothels they had in trump tower that trump would visit all the time all these russian brothels so he basically had a frequent flyer paths to those things and i think trump's dumb enough to think like he could do whatever he want he's the mm. compromise king they wouldn't be filming him and i think they gave him a reminder of some stuff that he didn't want to come out that's my take on it there's no way to prove it it sounds very plausible i mean surely they have a lot of compromise and surely donald trump has done some things in his life that he's embarrassed of and yeah and putin is the expert at this kind of stuff he would actually right put the screws to which makes me worry about poor biden's gonna go there god knows what what stuff you know putin might have on him there like it's no good talking to these people they're they're no good people they're not interested in being in refixing the situation they're not interested in resets it's never worked we've tried to reset so many times it doesn't happen there's just nothing we can do to build a what they're calling a stable relationship with russia it's not going to happen just lock them out of the world cut them off do whatever you need to do to, to make sure that their oligarchs don't have their access to their money that putin can't access the world's banking system and that they're not considered viable business partners or, or partners in any form for american life that's about the only thing you can do i think like, there's just no i don't know the reset's not going to work this is really does, doesn't work doesn't work we've tried no. this before no and they've had too many victories no he's been winning <laughs> yeah putin has been winning the, the battles recently you know, i know it and it's because War. we've been so lackadaisical about these things we're like oh we'll try one more time and how many times remember the humiliating thing with hillary with, the, with that reset button and they just laughed and because it was right. funny but it was also just they don't think like that they don't think that you can just oh let's be friends now they've never there's a great moment with george bush by the way remember when george bush came to the to camp david i think with Putin, Putin was visiting, and and Bush asks him, I think, should we be able to trust? The, oh, there's maybe a question for a reporter. Should we trust the Russians? And and Putin basically says, no. Putin right. says, don't trust us. You're crazy to trust us. And right. the truth is, it's true. We, we're crazy to trust them. There's no, there's nothing we can do to agree with them about anything. It's just not going to happen. Tonight's show is brought to you by Helix Sleep, and they have a special offer for narrative viewers. I've heard it from so many people. The one thing that's changed since January is their sleep. Not waking up worrying about what the president might have done or said or tweeted makes the world of a difference. I don't think I had a good solid night's sleep in four years. And it wasn't only the president. My 10-year-old mattress, which started life as a 12-inch foam mattress, had shrunk to an 8-inch mattress. And getting out of bed was often more of a slide than a bounce. It was time for a new mattress. Helix Sleep has a quiz. That takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for somebody else? Changing the course of a country can take a village. Changing the course of your sleep takes a quiz. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash narrative. That's the way we spell narrative, N-A-R-A-T-I-V. 
That's helixsleep.com slash narrative for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Noel, I have a new promo I want to show you, and then we'll say goodbye. Are you ready for it? Yeah. All right. It's called Truth Rises. Da -da -da -da. Here we go. At least it is three that it's time to establish a direct contact with Donald Trump. An insurrection, an attempted overthrow of the federal government. Accidental leak, non-intentional, of a laboratory that was doing research on these viruses. The vast majority of those people never imagined for one moment they were effectively participating in the concealment of child abuse, but they did. Rudy is probably in violation of a FARO law. Sleeping around is not a crime. He made sure these girls are underage. So there you go. Nice. I wanted to show it. It's nice. It looks, it's interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of things we found out here on narrative over the last couple of four years now that it's like stunning when you look back at them. But the one thing I wanted to talk to you about specifically is the return of this Wuhan lab leak theory, which you know, we had uh, Prof Petrovsky uh, from Adelaide on the show uh, with Nina Burley a few weeks ago. And we talked about the lab leak theory and he was, I thought, incredibly convincing. And I've subsequently you know, kept in touch with him, looked at his study again. I think the thing that people don't realize about the lab leak theory is that that it's not just the circumstantial stuff. It's not just the, oh, they happen to have the viruses there and their three workers got sick there. It's just that there's no other plausible scientific reason for it to have emerged from anywhere else. It's just the science is actually there around the lab leak theory. And I don't think people have had a chance yet to see all that science. And, and once they do, I think it's, it's overwhelmingly convincing that there's no other possibility that it came from nature. No other animal has ever been identified as the animal from which it originated from. And so where did it come from? It must have come from this lab leak. And the other thing I will say, just to wrap this up a little bit, is the people who are still arguing in favor of the natural theory, and there are many of them, most virologists in the world are still saying it came from a natural source, it came from a natural source. All of them are also saying, well, we believe the Chinese. We believe that the Chinese data that they gave us is absolutely accurate. And we know that's not true. We know that, that China was involved in quite a big, Beijing at least, was involved in quite a big cover-up, the regime there, in the early stages of the virus, that they did not, in fact, provide any of the real information in the early stages. So that is to say that we can't be accepting their data as being absolutely accurate. We can't just say, oh, because the, our Chinese associate scientists have said this, then it must be true. You know, we have to walk into these things with a little bit of skepticism. So uh, I don't know where your head is at on that. I'm still, you know, firmly on the on on the lab leak theory part. Where are you? It's, it's out of my wheelhouse <laughs> by about a thousand <laughs> yards. But yeah. I will say that it's too bad that so much of that investigation and those theories are being co-opted by the right. Jim Jordan mm. tweeted about it again today. That was the China virus. It was this Wuhan leak. Oh, it's terrible. And that's it's horrible be because, yes, because it, they turned it into this anti-Asian rhetoric because that's what Trump and these guys do. They exploit everything. I think we will find out the truth. There's obviously enough level-headed people looking into it that it shouldn't be dismissed outright as a conspiracy theory. But the more that the right weaponizes it and uses it as a cudgel to bludgeon people with their sort of ethnocentric message and anti-Asian, that then we'll get farther from the truth because it becomes a third rail that nobody wants to touch. Absolutely. And Nina Burley's book was incredible. I read her yeah. book. Read it like a page turn. Yeah. There's something 
we don't know definitively where it did come from. Ultimately, in the present day, it doesn't matter 100% because we had we got the effects either way. It came from somewhere and it killed a lot of people. But if you figure out the origins, you can prevent it from happening next time. It's obviously, talk about a commission. That's something we need a big international convention. Right. Commission looking into Doesn't like anything. Stay. No, exactly. The the you know the one thing that I should underline is when people talk about the lab leak theory, no one is saying it's a bioweapon. No one right. is saying at all that this thing was released intentionally to kill people. Everyone is just saying an accidental lab leak, which happens a fair amount apparently in the virus world. If you're a scientist, things go wrong sometimes. Things get away. Things get escaped. And to no one is suggesting this is a, a bioweapon. I mean, maybe some people are, but the ultimate thinking around is this is this is a fairly common thing. Sometimes you have lab accidents. Things get things find their way to be free. Someone gets infected from some of the specimens, and it's bad luck. And there you go. No, it doesn't. That's the other thing that I think people are misconstruing is that the two things are the same. We were going to talk about Oprah. We never got a chance to talk about Oprah, so we'll have to wait till another day. I can't wait to talk to you about Oprah because I Next think I love Oprah, Oprah as much as you love Oprah. Um, I love Oprah. Yeah, I know. She's one of my favorite people in the planet, on the planet. And, and we both have a coincidental story around her. So next time you're on the show, I promise you're going to do it. Noel, tell everyone where they can find your podcast. Oh, it's the Noel Kassler podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and all that, whatever that stuff is. Spotify <laughs> comes out every Monday. You can find it. And it's really, really, really hilarious. Like you need you. like a good pick me up, and you just want to get some more of Noel because you don't know, get enough of Noel. Then, uh, then that's what you should do. You should go right now, subscribe to the Noel Cast. Say it again, the Noel Castler. 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 I want to yeah. say the Noel Caster podcast for some reason because I want to combine the Castler and the past or whatever. I get you. The Noel Castler podcast. I'm going to get it right. Um, all right. Thanks very much for joining us tonight on Narrative. We'll see you again here on Friday where we will do the after show. Uh, I look forward to seeing you then. Until then, have a very good night and stay safe. Good night, Noel. Good night, Zev. Thank you. Narrative is funded by viewers like you. Support our independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative.